Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Vibes are right. Ambiance is right. This is Uppercut's Sauvignon Blanc. It's a white wine, 2017. Giving me notes of honeydew and lemon. There's even a little bit of pear in there. Shout out to Rick Raw. Shout out to all the pear. It's really good. It's really, really good. Uh, nice and cold. White wine doesn't always have to be cold. Learned that recently. But this one is is cold because it's been hot. It's been really hot lately here in Chicago. And I've been enjoying that. This is another episode of a podcast called Grab a Glass, hosted by yours truly, David Thomas, better known as DT. This is episode 10. We've made it. Not a lot of podcasts get to 10 episodes. So thankful for all of you all listening. That's a siren because this is Chicago. And that's how we're kicking off episode 10. I'm not editing that out. Fuck that. How's everybody's week been? Hope everybody's having an excellent, excellent week. My brother is kicking it with me and my girlfriend here at our condo this week. Good to have him. Obviously, we've all been social distancing. But because he's been as responsible as we have been, it makes sense for him to come kick it for it with us for a little while. So that's been nice. We've been out on the patio, chilling, playing Uno. You know, typical, typical just summer shit. Especially when you got to stay in the house trying to make summer feel like summer. Might hit up a farmer's market later. I don't know. We'll see. Funny thing that happened to us this week, though. Our condo building needs to be tuck pointed. We've done that for a little bit. Working with the condo association and housing association just to get that figured out it's a big project however because of the rain this week that resulted in a ton of water leaking in our kitchen right by our back door took us back like one minute you're sitting in your kitchen and the next it sounded like someone turned a shower on in there we're running around all crazy Trying to get the towels, trying to get a bin to hold the water. We're texting our neighbor downstairs, find out if it's happening to them. It was. Just trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. Luckily, the rain stopped. We were able to get things cleaned up. Reached out to the management company of our, our condo. And it's seemingly under control at this moment. And for those that own, you, you know. And we'll see what happens. But such a metaphor for life, you know. Peacefully getting ready to eat some tacos, drink some rosé. We're listening to music. It's just, you know, a good vibe. Next thing you know, it's raining on the inside of our house. 
It's wild. You can just be minding your own business and bang, something unexpected happens and now you have to react and spring into action. It's nuts. I imagine, though, that that's how some of the current students and alumni at schools like Loyola Academy, which I went to for a year and a half, St. Ignatius, the Latin School, all here in Chicago and some others around the country felt when some of these Instagram accounts popped up, revealing some of the racist behavior that's been happening as a part of some of these schools' cultures for years and years and years. Have you guys seen these Instagram accounts? Maybe, maybe I'm new to it. I just learned about them this week. And I know a lot of the alumni that are around my age that graduated between 07 and 09, 2010, are just learning about it. So maybe I'm late. That's a realization that I'm, I'm starting to come to. Like, maybe I'm late on shit. Maybe I'm that old guy that's late on shit. But became aware of it this week that there's Instagram accounts like Survivors of Latin or True Colors of Loyola Academy where it's students of color, alumni of color, parents of color, teachers of color, venting or telling stories about some of the just really, really awful and terrible things that have happened at the schools. These aren't the things that students of color should have in common. That's not something that people should just be experiencing at school. It's fucked up. Follow these accounts or take a peek at them at least to see some of the stuff. I'm not even going to read some of the experiences because I don't want to read somebody else's experience, but it's definitely worth a read. What do you, th- how do you think, how do you guys think that these schools are going to react to this? What do you think the, the statements will say? Oh, we're so upset about the fact that Students of color have experienced this. This is not who we are. This is not. It is who you are. It is. When is that going to be the message? Damn, this is who we are. As a school, as an institution, this is who we are. These are the type of students we attract. These are the type of families we attract. People who make people of color feel uncomfortable, make fun of them, harass them. When, when are these institutions going to get honest? That's the solution is to be honest. And honestly, honestly, it's not as much of a privilege to go to some of these predominantly white private schools as you may think for a person of color. I think that they think that we should just feel lucky. These students should just feel lucky to be there. That's bullshit. Nobody, under any circumstances, let's take color out of it for a quick second. No one deserves to be harassed at school. At school? Where you're supposed to be learning? You don't have a choice. You have to be there. No one deserves that. No one deserves to be harassed for being different, but especially not at school. It's time for these administrations to be honest. It is. I don't know the solution. I'm not sure exactly what the, the 
you know, physical plan needs to be. I would assume that it needs to start with admissions. Family interviews. Character interviews. Before a student sets foot at some of these schools. And of course, you can't catch everybody in the beginning. But when these things happen, when a student of color gets harassed or teased or some kid writes an N-word on the bathroom stall or whatever it is, the action should be swift and it should be powerful and it should be lasting. Covering it up and putting signs in the bathroom that hate has no home here. Kids don't give a fuck about that. You think teenage boys give a shit about that type of stuff? Let me tell you, I was a teenage boy at one point. We don't give a fuck about the little small stuff. The big stuff, we care about. I cared about. So, gotta start there, right? Gotta start with the school saying we're not doing enough. And then actually springing into doing more. That's it. Because these kids don't deserve that. And I'm so happy to see that they've formed alliances, that they've gotten together, they've created these accounts, and now they're putting the pressure on the schools. That's huge. It's big time. More leverage than they think. And this type of shit's going on all over the country. If you think for one second, one fucking second, that I believe what that NASCAR report was, whatever the FBI did, I don't. Somebody, come on. Come on, y'all. Be honest here. You think there's been a noose in that man's garage for that long? And they just so happened to notice it? Think about that for a second. Oh, that noose over there? Yeah, it's been there for 18 months. Man, look. Shit feels fishy to me. Feels fishy. That's how I think. I don't trust what the FBI has to say about this. I don't trust what NASCAR has to say about this. People are now starting to support Bubba Wallace. As if he wasn't the only black driver in this very, very, very racist sport. We're talking about them just getting rid of the Confederate flag like a couple weeks ago. That's the organization that I, I feel is going to support this man, is going to trust him. Feels like theatrics to me. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Feels like the pressure's on. And now, we better, we better support. Especially if said black athlete, Bubba Wallace, 
is being vocal about his black experience. We better. We better start showing some solidarity in the sport. Or else our ass is grass. We're going to look horrible. We're going to look terrible. I salute that man. Big time. Big time do I salute that man, Bubba Wallace. For holding his head up high. For calling out the things that he doesn't believe are right in his sport. Because it's not a whole lot of backup. It just isn't. Not a whole lot of backup. And it's tough to operate. like Just like the kids at the schools. It's tough to operate in an environment when you are the only one that looks like you. I've experienced it plenty of times. Growing up and in my adult life. It's why I just cannot be in those spaces anymore. I don't value them anymore. Because people who look like me aren't valued there. I can't go to a party or get together and be the only black person there. I can't. I can't work at a company where it's predominantly all white people with no sense or desire for diversity. It's the lack of diversity that gets these institutions in trouble. If an institution is supposed to represent a country NASCAR, or a community like Chicago, Loyola Academy, it shouldn't be predominantly white. It shouldn't be. If you're a high school and you have the ability or don't have the restrictions of, of an area or a, or a neighborhood, then your school shouldn't be predominantly white if it represents Chicago land. It's on the institution to diversify itself and allow for its student body to represent the community with which it is in, which is Chicago. The onus, the onus is on the school to do that. So that no one feels uncomfortable. No one is one of few. And then on top of that, It's the school's job to make sure that every kid feels represented, that they have a voice. Is that too utopian? Is that too much to ask? I don't think that any school is ever going to be perfect because nothing's perfect in this world. But the effort, the effort to make it so, it's got to be there. I think about what my kids will eventually have to go through and and what schools they may or may not attend. Crazy, man. Crazy shit. You know what else I would like? I would like for our stars, our black stars, to stop beefing with each other on social media. That would make me very happy, too. Meek Mill and Trey Songs got into it on Instagram. Trey Songs left a comment on a picture that Meek Mill had of him counting money and alluded to, you know, him like, hey, stop stop doing all that money counting and start doing some shit in your community. Let's you know, I'm starting a challenge. You should you should join the challenge. And Meek took some offense to that. 
you know, you don't know what I'm doing. You know, I'm doing all this and that and the other. All of a sudden, they're going back and forth. It's being covered by the blogs. And it's just frustrating to see. Now it's not the time, guys. <laughs> now it's not the time for you guys to be going back and forth beefing about who's doing what, who's putting what money into what community, and I didn't like to use an emoji. And Do niggas not pick up the phone no more? These dudes are friends, or at least they claim to be. And maybe not besties, but guys that have respect for each other, guys that like each other. What's the deal? Are we that ingrained in social media that the way to communicate important shit like this is through comments for other people to see? Very, very similar to the J. Cole no-name thing. It's like, yo, pick up. The phone. It doesn't even have to be a phone call, honestly. They could have been DMing each other. Texting each other. FaceTiming. Whatever. Why do we do it? I mean, and it's not just black celebrities. It's, it's everything. It's like social media has taken over in such a way that we don't even communicate that way. And we would rather argue in front of everyone in comments than to just figure out what the best course of action to get to the solution is outside of comments or tweeting back and forth at each other. Like, <laughs> can you imagine this? If this was just regular people, how crazy we would look at these people. If my girlfriend and one of her friends had a disagreement, and they were tweeting back and forth at each other. And it was like a real like argument. Do you know how quick I would pull her aside and be like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? She would never do this, by the way. Never, ever. But that's the point. Why do celebrities do this? It, it's not for entertainment. That's not what I need to be entertained. Not right now, at least. I can almost see it through art. You know, rap beefs are cool. There's an art to it. But just like full-blown conversations through tweets, back and forth, it's nuts. It's nuts. It looks like division to me. I was never a division guy in school anyways, you know. I'd much rather addition or multiplication. Subtraction was tough for me. Definitely division was. It just looks like division. Pick up the phone, please. Even if you don't call. Hey, man, I saw you commented that on my my picture. Like, you know what I'm doing, bro. Like, what did you mean by that? Food for thought, guys. I don't know. I don't have all the answers. <laughs> I think I do sometimes, but I don't. I don't have all the answers. I just want what's best for everyone, which is peace. And harmony, I don't think that's too much to ask. I really don't. But it wasn't all doom and gloom this week. Because now we're at what's becoming my favorite segment of the podcast. A segment called Fly Shit Only. That's right. We've made it to Fly Shit Only here this Sunday. Fly Shit Only is a segment of this podcast where I put you on game to the music, cinema, books, and or miscellaneous parts of the culture that I'm enjoying at the moment. 
And boy, was it a good week for music. Number one. Black, spelled 6-L-A-C-K. I only do this for those who who don't know, okay? Some of you guys are like, yeah, duh, black spelled with a six, but not everybody knows, so we got to be nice to the people who don't know. Black put out an EP called the Six Piece Hot EP, Fire, from beginning to end. He starts off with a song called ATL Freestyle. It's going to be hard for you to go past that. Just do it and then come back and listen to that song over and over again if you want to. Tayana Taylor. I'm a, I'm a little late, but Tayana Taylor's album called The Album is it's so long that I needed more than basically a few days to listen to it. It's incredible. It's incredible. Oh my goodness, it's so good. Obviously, she starts out after the intro with the song with Rick Ross and her daughter, Come Back to Me. It's the name of the song. So good. Her husband's on it. Iman Shumper. Shout out to Iman. Wake Up Love is the next song. Super good. And she just she just takes off. Such a good album. The Goat of R&B, at least my biased opinion of it, based on when I was born. Usher put out a song called I Cry. Powerful. Usher still got it. God damn, he still got it. That's amazing to hear. Such a good damn song. It was a good it was a good week for music. And so those are some gems I could go on and on. Uh, but those are the gems that I think you should listen to this week. That concludes another episode of a podcast called Grab a Glass, hosted by yours truly, David Thomas, better known as DT. Follow me on Instagram at, at everybody knows DT. Again, that's at everybody knows DT. I appreciate you listening. We're at 10 episodes. We're going strong. Really, really appreciate all the support, all the messages. In the first 10 episodes, it's been fantastic. And I am really, really, really excited for where this podcast is going to go within the next 10 episodes, and then the 10 after that, and then the 10 after that. I'm not going to stop. This is going to be something that is going to take off, or it's not. But I'm happy to have all of you on the ride with me. Much love to the creators. No matter your flavor, may God forever be in our favor. Thanks for listening.